Well, happy holidays, everybody, and welcome to another Art House Rewind. I'm Matt. I'm Brian. And I'm Jake. And today, we're here to talk about the holiday season. Yeah, we are. And movies, and joys, and disappointments. But first, how are you guys? Good? Doing well, yeah. yeah. Good? Busy weekend? Yeah. It was a busy weekend. We Charlie Brown. 1,500 so. people at the Babcock. It was a good time. If you weren't there, uh, I'm sorry you missed it, because it was pretty incredible. So I think we'll probably do it again. Brian, do you think we'll do it again? Good idea. Okay, that's that's a good call. So uh, today we're going to talk about some of our favorite holiday films. Uh, We've done the impossible task of trying to pick our top three and only our top three. Uh, At least it felt impossible for me. So, uh, but before we jump into that, Brian, uh, tell the people what's going on. We got a lot happening. We got a lot happening. So here at Art House, uh, we are going to hold on to White Noise uh, for another week. Uh, Interesting film that a lot of people really want to see again and uh, a lot of people were probably at charlie brown and didn't end up going to so now they have another chance to check it out i would be in that weekend. camp yeah it's so, my turn to see it um yeah really good one i uh i need to revisit it again myself so uh we'll hold on to that one and then we also are opening the inspection from a24 uh this weekend which is uh, military drama with um uh, a gay uh, Marine and kind of him struggling both in the military as well as at home um, with insecurities in himself and that sort of thing. So it looks like a really interesting drama that I hope that uh, you all come out to check out. Then at Babcock, we will have uh, Christmas Vacation this weekend, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Chevy Chase, and the gang. Jake's favorite Christmas Ooh. movie. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> so um, that's playing this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday. Also on Saturday, we have a late night of Brazil, Terry Gilliam's Brazil, sort of a sci-fi dystopian uh, black comedy that is really great. It's probably Terry Gilliam's best film, so check and our that own one. And our own RLS White Bear gave it a 10 out of 10. Gave 10, it 10 out of 10. 10. It's pretty rare, folks. That's it's right. incredibly so, rare. So that's worth checking out just for that. Uh, And then that's it. That's it. That's it. You did great. I had to think if there was anything during the week. There is not. Yep. And then we've got uh, some more holiday stuff coming up later. That's right. And then we've got uh, the holidays and then all New Year's around the corner. So in the midst of the holidays, uh, like I said, we're going to talk about our favorites. So we're going to start off with our number three go around. And then we'll go number two, go around number one, go around, okay? And then I've also asked the guys to give their uh, least favorite Christmas film, and that the caveat for that is it's a film that is actually celebrated on some regards. So it's not you know some you know ridiculous film that nobody actually likes, and you are just joining the chorus in that. This is a film that maybe other people actually like, and you're you are bringing the hot take to say that it's uh, not your favorite. So, Jake, let's start out with you. When we talk about your favorite holiday films of all time, number three. Uh, I went ahead and put Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Um, so I, I really, really enjoy that movie. And I feel like I think the part that I enjoy is that it's it's okay to watch it from Halloween until Christmas. You know, it sure. does a good job of being a blend between both of those. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I've never seen it. I, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't surprise you at all, does it? No, not at <laughs> it's all. It's got the word nightmare in it. It does. I wasn't yeah. allowed to see that as a kid. Are you kidding me? I would have turned out to be just the worst. Yeah. So, so like heavy metal and... So, yeah, I would have. <laughs> so do you think uh, I should expose my kids to it? 
You think they would enjoy it? Too young? I, I seriously have no other than the fact that it has may, nightmare. Maybe, maybe for Margot, but yeah, I think that, would probably you know there's really that like weird it. age point where it's like stuff becomes scarier than it sure. actually is. Your kids might be at that peak of okay. this might actually really be scary okay. to them, kind of okay. thing. Okay. But I think that if you grow up with it or introduce it around Halloween, I think it would be okay. fine. It's more about the scary part than it is the Christmas part. But okay. um, soundtrack by Danny Elfman. Uh, and then advised by Tim Burton, but it's not uh, directed by Tim yeah, Burton, which right. is a common misconception and stuff. Um, if I believe I heard recently that the reason he didn't direct it was he did want to, but he was too busy with Batman. Returns. Yeah, so he I was going to drop that fact. Thanks, Brian, for stealing oh, really? that. I stole it. Sorry, I didn't know you Yeah, so he that. was directing Batman Returns, and basically um, Warner Brothers had given him, because he had done the first Batman, right? Yep. Warner yeah. Brothers had given him the keys to do what he wanted sure. for Batman Returns. Um, yep. And so, but in the midst of that, he lost out on his opportunity because Disney, who was using Touchstone because they weren't yep. confident in it, um, said, no, I need this now. Um, and so he picked a good friend that he felt was in the artistic direction that he yeah. was in to get yeah. it done. Um, the movies that made us is on a series on Netflix, and it's okay. actually one of the films that's on there. And so I, I went through that and watched it and really enjoyed it. Because I, I just saw an article about it recently, that, that whole thing of like, and I, I think I had erroneously thought that Tim Burton directed it. So I like it. Yeah. Brian, number three for you, the thing that gives all the holiday warmth and mm-hmm. ooey gooey feels like Jake's pick, apparently. Yeah. So I don't want to get made fun of. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, but we didn't do a whole lot of like strictly Christmas things at our house, but there are a few that we did. So I'm not trying to be like the hipster that has like the cool things to point out, but uh, the ones that really struck with me, um, two of my top three are going to be TV specials, not movies. (laughs) Okay. All right. So getting that out of the way. So um, the number three then would be one that is fairly new to me. I didn't grow up with this, but um, it's pretty dear to me now. It was introduced to me about four years ago by my girlfriend at the time, and it has become something that I revisit every Christmas time. And it is a BBC holiday special, ADBC. It's a <laughs> rock opera. And it is yeah. a pastiche of things like Jesus Christ Superstar or Godspell, but it is about uh, the birth of Christ. Okay. Uh, it's st- it's written and starring Matt Berry, who you might know from What We Do in the Shadows and uh, Toast of London and uh, IT Crowd. Okay. Um, also Richard Awadi from IT Crowd. So it's and, newer. Uh, yeah, yeah. 2004. Okay. 2004 okay. it was made. It was in between seasons of Mighty Boosh, which they were also involved in, and it's just a blast. It's very dry British humor, but sure. um, it's also, like I said, it's the send up of those Jesus Christ superstar sort of seventies okay. uh, things. It's set in the seventies, but I have a musical taking place in biblical times. And wow. Yeah. I've never heard of this it's, before. Um, Matt Berry plays like a Andrew Lloyd Webber type that okay. wrote this musical and then it shows the musical sort of thing, but it have, is a blast and more people need to know about it. Like have, I said, have super you heard about dry. It, no, I haven't. Most heard of this. you probably will 
find it like, why is this isn't that funny? And it's like, no, it's it's, it's pretty dry. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you I got love it. you I've, watch it every year. Have I watch you watched it, every it this year? year? I watched it this year already. Okay, well now I know. And about the music it. is like surprisingly like it's funny, but it's also like surprisingly good on its own too. A little catchy too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, number three for me would be Elf. Uh, it's where, um, so this would be my, uh, newest pick as far as most contemporary film. Um, and it's one that, yeah, I've, I, I think it's, uh, it's a rare film that is truly in that Christmas holiday canon for our culture that people revisit it year after year after year. And I remember when it first came out, I saw it in the theaters, like it was, and I enjoyed it when I saw it in the theaters, all the, you know, so I feel like I kind of grew up with this film in some ways. And so uh, it's just one of those, I was telling you guys, like being at uh, some family's house a couple weeks ago, and it was just on cable, cable, and like the kids were watching it and loving it. And I was also in this, like, yeah, this movie just, it's solid all the way through. It's amazing and incredible. And anybody that says it isn't is something's wrong with them, is what I would say. <laughs> so, okay. Cool. Num- number two. Let's go, Jake. Uh, at number two, I have Home Alone. Yeah. So this one was big in our house growing up. Um, and it was one of those, like, when I was little, apparently yep. I looked really similar to Macaulay Culkin. And so, like, my parents <laughs> make me do the, like, ah, yeah. like the aftershave scream face. Yep. Um, and so uh, I think it's one that holds up, but it's also one that, like, when you're a kid, you're like, yeah, you go, Kevin. Like, you're doing it. And then when you're an adult, you're like, this kid's a little shit. Like, <laughs> he's so mean to his parents yeah. and his family in the, the beginning. Yeah. Every year, I'm just surprised. So, like, the lesson is just different as yeah. a parent, as an yeah. adult. So I feel like that has been an interesting change. And it's got a little bit of that. I mean, what I would call Disney Channel, that there were so many shows on the Disney Channel for a while um, that felt like all the kids were smarter than the grownups. The grownups were just kind of dweebs. This doesn't lean into that too heavy, but you definitely feel like Kevin Mm -hmm. is smarter than everyone around, even his family, you know? And it's like, so as a kid, you're like, this is awesome because I get Kevin and Kevin gets me and all these grownups, they don't know anything. Yeah. I like it. Brian? Number two? Number two is more traditional, um, but... It's a French film from 19... (laughs) I'm just joking. Uh, No, it's probably... Yeah, it's it's Scrooged. It's Bill Murray Scrooged. I always enjoyed that one more so growing up, and I think there was just a lot of fun stuff, like the beginning with the, um, the... TV movie that he's pitching with Santa and um, the six million dollar man and all mm-hmm. that stuff like it's it's all stuff that I thought was so hilarious at the time still really funny and stuff but it's also like it's it's a Christmas Carol right. but yep. it's just set in the eighties and you know it's kind of today especially looking back at the eighties like oh it's super eighties and that like corporate greed yep. and yep. like. Bill Murray's like this Ted Turner slash Donald Trump sort of character. And yeah, it's it's great. It still holds up. I love it. Is that what's your favorite iteration of Christmas Carol? Um probably Muppet. I was gonna say it's yeah. gotta be Muppets. Um Scrooge was one, so I didn't grow up with that one. I yeah. think I remember it as the VHS box at the okay. like the and it was video too scary store for you. It was too scary for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Finally. Uh so anyways. We booked it. Was it last year we played at the uh, Babcock? Two years ago. Two years think, ago? Yeah. And again, one of those bookings that for me, I'm like, yeah, I know that this is a thing. And then 
we had tons of people show up for it. Yeah. I'm like, this is way more than a thing than so I thought. You still haven't seen it, or you've seen it? Now? No, I haven't seen it. Oh. It's scary, Brian. I haven't, I haven't okay. seen it at all. It, can my kids watch it? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. You don't if have to. Isn't super it super inappropriate? Oh, I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to show it to my kids. That's yeah. fine. Maybe someday. Uh, all right, number three or number two for me would be Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Reindeer, oh, yeah. the Rankin and Bass. That's a TV special, so yeah. I'm still in the good for having. Yeah, TV you're. Specials. It's a it's a movie, quote yeah. unquote. It counts. It's not episodic. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think all of us probably have some memory with this, but this was the one that I remember watching every year. Yeah, with your family. With my family, um, it was really really special every time. Uh, it's got so much charm and so much just like funny humor and you don't uh i don't remember things all the time and so when you i mean you don't remember that that part's in there and it surprises you still every single time is what i'm trying to say it's really great and then for me like growing up and and realizing uh this was rudolph the red-nosed reindeer was a character that was created by montgomery wards to sell things and montgomery wards was a, a department store that uh, my family had connections to running the Montgomery Wards in Laurel, Montana. For like, mm-hmm. so there's like this yeah. this thing, and I have memories of Montgomery Wards. It's just it's just all everything about nostalgia is wrapped up into this film for me. So I yeah. love it, love it, love it, love it. Cool. So number one, Jacob. Uh, I have Elf as my number one, uh, so I didn't want to comment too much on it when you put it all the way down. It so now say the proper three. commentary on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I I really like this one. I you know it's uh it's John Favreau. Yep. Um, as the director, and so I feel like he's obviously come into much of like a different spotlight now that he's as in you wear a Mandalorian yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, sort of his first big film like before right. this, he'd done like indie like swingers right. and those sort yeah of i was gonna say but, his first but then i remembered swingers and stuff yeah. so i yeah it's really kind of his first stepping out and it, it's another one that um that has that uh the tv show i was talking about the movies that we love it's it's on there too um yeah. and so there's just so many interesting pieces that had to fit together perfect and i like will ferrell's character is believable um you know what i mean there's a piece of that that it's like he's a large kid kind of thing that you know the elf that doesn't fit kind of thing so but um our family with tradition was like christmas couldn't start until after thanksgiving and so after we had thanksgiving meal we would watch this one together was oh really start yeah okay i like it i like that yeah excellent pick jake excellent pick Brian, Brian, number one. Movie. Who doesn't like that movie? Uh, number one is a TV special that uh, is near and dear to me, much like Rudolph with yep. uh, your family. Our family, we didn't, like I said, we didn't watch you know too many of the traditional like movie movies, but I'd say the one that my mom tried hardest to make a tradition that it's like every year we're going to sit, we're going to get together, and we're going to watch this is a TV special that played on CBS, I believe just the one time in 1987, <laughs> but she recorded it off of yeah. TV. And so we rewatched it. It's Will Vinton's claymation Christmas celebration. <laughs> it is. It is great. Really? Yeah. Again, never heard of it. Never. Where, where can we find this? Yeah. Brand? I'm sure both this and ADBC you can find on YouTube. Okay. But, um, it's, 
basically a variety show hosted by claymation dinosaurs and they uh will then go into like these little are musical the, are the california raisins in this yes yes yeah <laughs> we had this on vhs too yeah, <laughs> yeah oh. so will vinton was basically made claymation he's which claymation. he's the king of that claymation which is all the ads. It's stop everything. motion, yeah. but it's like instead of stop motion, like uh, early things, yeah. it's like basically Play-Doh. So it yeah. never hardens. Yeah. It never does something. So he made the California Raisins. He made the Noi. Late he Night made Mac for yeah. the McDonald's stuff. Yeah. You are taking me back. Yeah. I totally forgot about so, this. Yeah, just a collection of oh, Christmas dinosaur? songs yeah. with these um, claymation characters. <laughs> Uh, acting them out like it's it's a blast. I we like I said, mom recorded this and for a good I'd say ten years we watched it every till the tape gave out till the tape gave out pretty much. Yeah, we had it on VHS as well, and I'm and it was just a TV recorded commercials yeah. and all. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'd watch it multiple yeah. times. I totally forgot about it. It's yeah. probably been. And it's like these weird, like, years since I like, thought about that, remade versions of Christmas classics that are like, I mean, very eighties, but still yeah. like really unique takes on them. I'd say it's still one of my favorite versions of We Three Kings. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with in the, the waffle. Here we come. Yeah. Here we come. <laughs> Matt, those of you that are not in the room, Matt's eyes are just yeah. lighting up. It's feel like we just dropped a coin in his memory bank, and it's paying I totally out. Man, about yeah. this thing. it is paying out. Yeah, I I just replaced his number one. Yeah, so. <laughs> I forgot about. Oh man, I don't know what you could. So my number go one. Go find it on YouTube. Uh, exactly. I need to go find it. Um, my number one. No surprise to either of you. Charlie Brown Christmas holds up every year. Watched it a total of six times. Actually seven in preparation for different things. And mm-hmm. every time, I loved it. Every time, can't not love it. So. Cool. Bring it on. Come I at me, bro. I didn't think you were going to pick yeah, that I one. I thought you were going to do It's a Wonderful Life. Me too. So It's a Wonderful Life is, uh, I don't want to sit down and watch It's a Wonderful Life every year. You just like the idea of but, you know that story. Yeah. But I, um, so the the re- if you don't know, the reason these guys are probably asking this is we started a tradition the first year of Art House where we played It's a Wonderful Life around Christmas every mm. every year, once a year around, around Christmas. And so I would usually watch it then, and it so it has a lot of nostalgia for me. It's my dad's favorite movie, um, and so it's got favorite that movie, movie or Christmas movie. I wouldn't be surprised if he said it was his favorite movie, movie. Okay. Um, and so, like, it's got that nostalgia piece for it. And I think I it it wasn't selected from an art house perspective as like this will be our tradition because it's my favorite, uh, but more like. I know that it's it means a lot to a lot of people, and it is one of those like yeah. truly classic yeah. films that uh, that's that's why it was picked, and we saw a good response. We've seen a decent response most years from it, so it felt, always felt like that. So that's why that was always there. But yeah. it's not my personal like I can't wait to watch this movie. These three films of Charlie Brown, Rudolph, and Elf for me like I will sit every year and watch them and not complain and have a really really great time. So that's probably why I put that because it's a Wonderful Life is pretty long too. It's yeah. like two yeah, and a half hours. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's good every year. I remember, you know, we walk into the theater at the end of it every yeah. year and getting a little teary eyed every year. It's fine. So, anyways, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, and I think, you know, we just got done doing it for over the weekend, and uh, so it, it's we've been talk we talked about it to death for sure. But 
I think just the it's the perfect marrying of soundtrack and history and nostalgia and there's some fun humor in it and their kids can love it and grown-ups can love it and yeah it's just it's awesome and it's only a half hour long so what more could you want yeah. <laughs> so I do need to say one thing about It's Wonderful Life. Okay, here goes. <laughs> here goes, Brian. Just and scratch. Yeah, you, yeah, you drop mentioned it. like going like every time walking up for the last little bit yeah. and and getting real emotional. The thing I always, I feel like I always come up like like pretty early into him going back to like what would life be without you? Yep. And the part that always makes me laugh out loud almost is that because there's no George Bailey, his wife is this old maid <laughs> who never <laughs> fell in love. And it's like, come on. <laughs> no, no, that's a proper view. I like it. Uh, so, no, I, I mean, that. there's so many things in that movie that is just, uh, uh, yeah. I love the talking God cloud yeah. every time in the beginning of that yeah. film. Just makes me laugh. It's so great. So, well, gentlemen, uh, we've got this final bit that we're going to go turn, through. Turn, turn the corner. And, and the here dark we go. The question. Christmas hatred. What is the film that you could never see again and be totally content to never see again as a Christmas holiday classic? All right. Brian, let's start with you. Oh, me? Yeah. I get to go first. Um, yeah, it was tough because, like, really thinking about it, like, there weren't a ton that I, like, hate, hate. And even this one, I wouldn't say I hate, hate. In fact, it was probably my favorite for a long time. But um, it's a it, wonderful life. No, it's it's a Christmas story. <laughs> it's uh, a Christmas story? A Christmas story. Me too. So oh, for me, but for real, real like I loved it for a good while. And then like there was a, there was a while where it was like, I like this movie. And I talked to my friends at school and none of them knew what I was talking about. Yep. And then it became a, oh, yeah, we all know and agree that this is a great movie. And then it just went from there into this, yep. like, oh, this is become something that I can't stand to yep. see again. Yep. It, it got commodified. So, I mean, so I should return the, the leg lamp light I got both of you for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yes, you should. <laughs> one but that you. was the example I was going to make. Like, all it was kind of this underground thing. And then all of a sudden, there was leg lamp lights everywhere. There yeah. was like, yeah, all of that stuff. Nicole, yeah. by the way, loves this film and she's looking at it, shaking yeah. her head disapprovingly. Um, we, we were at lunch today and I was talking about, I feel like this movie in particular had like, puts bad habits into lights. Like mm-hmm. we'll always have kids that are licking the fire pole because of this movie. Yep. The like piggy, like, Oh, he's just oink, oink, oink. Like yeah. that, like that's not a trait. Everyone laughs. And so yeah. then the kids think it's okay. It's like, yeah. this is making bad habits. Yeah. I agree with that. So, the one thing that I have heard in a positive spin on this is, you know, because TBS basically has turned it into like, Hey, we run this nonstop all December long yeah. sort of thing. Uh, but the one defense I've heard is that it is kind of the perfect TV movie in the sense that it's, as a film altogether, it's kind of weird. Like, it's kind of these weird, like, Choppy. this then, just then, yeah. scene and then this yeah. scene, like, iconic scene, iconic scene, iconic yep. scene, and then yep. a very loose thread that runs through it where makes it great for like background viewing where it's like you can be having a conversation over dinner and then it's like oh wait the he's about to say fudge this is my favorite part you know yeah. and so you stop for the 5 minutes watch that oh, yeah. and then you can go back to fudge. things yeah. and it's yeah so it it's almost works as like these little sketches 
that you mm-hmm. can just kind of take a break, look at, and then go back to your own thing. And you don't, you could almost put this movie on shuffle and it makes sense. It's like yep. a greatest hits CD in that sense, as opposed to like Dark Side of the Moon that you kind of listen to in order. <laughs> I like that. And I think so. Uh, mine is also Christmas Story. Um, and it's, I don't have the history with it like you do. But, mm-hmm. And that's the reason why is I didn't watch this for the first time until I was 20, 21 years old. And it was a thing, and yeah. they, th- they this is the greatest Christmas movie ever. And it was exactly that. It was just a bunch of like SNL comedy skits, is what it felt like. Like, yeah. and it was just like, oh, that's where that comes from. Oh, that's where that comes from. Oh, that's why people laugh when that happens. Yeah. But the story, they, like, I, it was just like this. I w- I was checked out. I just I I'll I'll watch those skits fine, but I I was not interested in the movie. Bah humbug. <laughs> Jake, how about you? I would be very happy if I never ever is. had to watch Christmas Vacation there it is. ever again. Yeah. I so I've been doing events here at Art House even when I was a volunteer. It's we're on our my fourth Christmas yep. and I probably have to watch this one at least 10 times every holiday season because people book our theater for private events yeah. and they get, and that's the one that people want to watch. Mm-hmm. And so I there's something about this one man that there's just this deep hatred for me. And like, you know, it, I like the, I think growing up, I was always shown the regular vacation. And so then it always felt like, okay, like they didn't use the same, like kids, it's yeah, not, you yeah. know what I mean? And that's continual through all of them. I get yeah, that. Yeah. But, um, and then I think the, like, I've seen people upstairs watch this one and be like, oh, haha, like that's satirical. But then I have also seen people watch this one and be like, that's just like my family. And it's like, it's not supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, that, this is not what it's not like, aspirational. Yes, We're not exactly, celebrating this. <laughs> exactly, right? And so that's the one for me on this. It's like, I I can understand watching it, but I just, the, the love for this one to me is like, I just really would never want to watch this one again. Yeah. This weekend at the Babcock, folks. Three times for you, Jake. Uh, And this one is similar to A Christmas Story. It it can just have a lot of those vignettes, like memorable moments. I I think there's a there is an overarching story better connected in my mind for the for the film. But as much as I am not a big Chevy Chase fan, I do think he kind of carries this one really well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I. I agree with that. So, well, gentlemen, thanks for the the, the opening up, Brian. Thanks for bringing back my childhood, man. <laughs> yep. Got a little emotional. Go find man. that on YouTube. Show I'm, your kids tonight. It's gonna happen. It. I'm seriously gonna let it happen. So next week, just so everybody knows, we're gonna be picking our uh, favorite films of the year. Okay, so it's our year end wrap up before the holidays. So, gentlemen, you've got a week to prepare. Like a new movie that we played this year. The best of. Yep, for us at Art House and the Babcock. So. Okay. Other than that, I hope you guys are doing well. Hope to see all of you in the films very soon, especially Christmas vacation. Come and quote it to Jake all you want. So have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.